How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1320, Wise People Have Rules for Themselves, by David Kane of raptitude.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. This is the podcast where I act as a personal narrator for you for free. I simply read to you, usually from blogs, sometimes from books, always with permission from the authors and websites. We actually have five shows where we do this for you. You can find all of them by searching for Optimal Living Daily in any free podcast app. For now, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Wise People Have Rules for Themselves by David Kane of raptitude.com. Every time I post a new behavioral experiment or share a personal resolution of some kind, I get a few emails telling me not to be so strict with myself. They always say something like, it's not good to be so hard on yourself or we shouldn't be forcing ourselves to do things. This is a common thing to hear in our improvement-focused culture. I used to think it was a reasonable caution, but now I think it's generally bad advice. It seems well-meaning in most cases. People sometimes do go overboard with exercise, frugality, and personal efficiency, but I think it's much more common for people to go underboard in some or all of those areas. You can bet the person giving you a hard time is one of them. We often hear about the importance of balance in our self-improvement efforts. But what exactly are we balancing? Good behaviors and bad ones? Are we looking for lives that are equal parts of wisdom and recklessness? Can you imagine someone saying, I don't think we should force ourselves to brush our teeth every day. You have to live a little. You might have noticed a pattern in the most successful people around you. Wherever they excel, they tend to have personal rules that they take very seriously. Financially affected people tend to hold themselves to certain rules about money. I don't borrow money for anything smaller than a house. I ledger every dollar in or out. I live on 80% of my income and invest the difference. Fit, energetic people tend to have personal rules about health. I run or walk every day, rain or shine. I fill half my plate with vegetables. I don't keep junk food in the house. Productive people keep personal rules about work. I'm always at my desk at seven sharp. I clean out my inbox every Friday. I don't use social media before five o'clock. These uncommonly capable people have figured out something that should be obvious. Your quality of life improves when you set clear standards for how you live. You gravitate back towards so-so in any area where your standards are unclear. It works both ways like magic. Equally predictable is the resistance you will face from others whenever you do set standards for yourself that deviate from the norm. Quit eating meat and people will try to get you to eat meat. Start going to bed at 10 and someone will try to get you to stay up later. Quit drinking and someone will buy you a shot. Work out regularly and someone will say you're being obsessive. This notion that personal rules constitute forcing yourself is just a way of dismissing self-discipline as a possibility for oneself or others. Brushing your teeth every day doesn't require any sort of forcing or obsessing, just dental hygiene standards you consider non-negotiable. Again, consider the absurdity of it. I don't think we should force ourselves to live within our means. No way I'm gonna be so strict with myself. I wanna enjoy my life, man. Nobody quite says that. 
but in many circles, it's normal to live that way. Why so much contempt for personal rules? Part of it is probably a kind of tall poppy syndrome. If we can convince others that their attempts to improve themselves are vain or joyless, we can feel safer about our own trajectories. There are probably deeper reasons though. We fear the prospect of losing any of our freedom and we tend to think of rules as devices that only constrain. To say, I'm no longer going to let myself do X can feel like we're trading enjoyment and freedom for some drab moral aspiration like purity or perfection. We've all experienced the pain of living under unfair or unsympathetic rules, especially the ones imposed on us as children by teachers and grown-ups. Having our freedom curtailed, often for reasons we don't understand or didn't agree to, is painful. But setting rules for yourself is completely different. Freedom is the whole point. Who's more free? The person determined to live on significantly less than their means no matter what? Or the person who shops like a free spirit? Self-imposed rules aren't constraints, they're good decisions made in batches. They're behavioral boundary markers you get to position yourself through your own experience and wisdom. A good personal standard clarifies and simplifies, eliminating what would be countless painful decision points. You're free from having to stop and negotiate with yourself for the hundredth time on the same issue. Should I have a third drink? Should I quit early and work Saturday instead? Should I lie and say I'm sick? Despite our fear of rules, the feeling of acting in accordance with a well-considered personal rule is not a feeling of being bound or hamstrung. It's a palpable feeling of power and independence. The real ball and chain is the liability of not having standards independent of your mood and other acute pressures. Without explicit no-go zones, there's always a possibility of getting sweet-talked into every chance to live a little, whether it's by others or yourself, and there's nothing freeing about living like that. For some reason, we tend to assume that keeping our options open means living with more freedom. But a range of options is just a range of possible behaviors and personal rules are a simple way to eliminate broad categories of bad or mediocre behaviors from your repertoire. Ones that reliably lead to debt, strained relationships, remorse, and other freedom-destroying conditions. It's not hard to see how you might experience more freedom in your life when you don't reserve your option to lie to get out of an obligation, to check Facebook the moment you wake up, or to be hungover tomorrow. After years of striving to not be so hard on myself, I'm now enjoying the freeing, empowering effect of keeping personal rules that I never negotiate with other people or even with my own bad moods. Clear rules reduce the need for approval, the stress of trying to have everything both ways, and the necessity of constantly explaining yourself. Since I began to recognize the freeing effect of personal rules, I've never felt more independent, and I've never worried so little about what others think. Instead of going by mood or whim, you already know what you will do and what you won't. You know which side of the fence you want to live on. On this side lies prosperity, consistency, and health, and on that side lies remorse, ambivalence, and excuse-making and other varieties of pain you finally decided to be done with. And you're still free. You can always hop the fence and get burned again, which will only remind you why you drew a line in the first place. You just listened to the post titled, Wise People Have Rules for Themselves by David Kane of raptitude.com. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. 
Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like John Kabat-Zinn's. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. I've loved his class. It's really helped me to hone my meditation skills, especially when I'm out and experience stressful situations and don't have the time or space to have a proper meditation session. I feel that thanks to his class, I've really been able to stay more composed no matter what's happening. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com old. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com old. Masterclass.com slash old. I love this post from David Kane today. It took me years to realize it, but without those rules, I personally will slack off on things that I don't love doing, like exercise. It doesn't come to me naturally, like I don't really enjoy it necessarily. But when I created a rule that I'll do at least one exercise of either squats, push-ups, or pull-ups, that got the ball rolling for me and kept me going and doing it every day. Something like this, the podcast that I love doing, I started with a rule. I'm gonna do it every single day of the year, including holidays, unless I physically can't do it. And it's something I enjoy, so it is a bit easier, but I have held to that rule for three and a half years now. But one thing I'd add to this, if you happen to break the rule, don't give up. Don't say, oh, well, I broke the rule, so I guess that didn't work and I'll quit altogether. Think about the fact that you started at all and make another promise that you'll follow the rules. Or maybe make it so that if you break the rule again, you have to pay someone or donate to something that you don't like or donate to this show if you break the rule. I wouldn't mind that. Kidding, sort of. But in either case, don't let a mistake ruin the whole thing and all the work you put in. Just recommit and start over. And it's not really even starting over. It's just one mistake and you can continue. That'll do it for today. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you tomorrow with a post from Rowdy Kittens where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.